Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Time Between Times Storytelling with me, Owen Staten. This is the week where the Time Between Times is at its strongest. Next week is Halloween, Kalangayav, the night when spirits walk the land and the night when tales are traditionally told. Croeso, my friends, to this place where we can sit and hear a story. I am so glad you have decided to join me here, and tonight will be slightly different. I can remember Halloween from years gone by. I'm not that old, but I'm old enough to remember a Swede instead of a pumpkin. I'm old enough that my costume was very much homemade. But once... And though it still is, it was a magical night. So please, my friends, stop your scrolling, turn off your screens, sit back, and if it's safe to do so, close your eyes and let your imagination run wild as we journey to the fire pit. No, not at the heart of the forest, but somewhere else. But of course... It is the time between times, the time when it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey, the time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer, wafer thin, so thin that for a few moments you can reach into their realm, and for a few moments they can reach into ours. Now is the time where people see ghosts and spirits. Now is the time when people of the past walk into our own realm in our own time. And if they want to be seen, they shall be seen. Now is the time that the Tullwith Teg flit from shadow to shadow in the woods. And now is the time where lights illuminate the sky, where visitors from perhaps another world pay us a visit. Now is the time between times. But instead of journeying to that fire pit at the heart of the forest, we will go to another fire. So join me, my friends. The year is 1978, and we travel outside our home. We have on our costume. It is maybe a simple plastic bag, a bin bag, with a little cheap mask on our face of a vampire or maybe a ghost. In our hand we have a carved swede and a candle burns not brightly but dimly within the swede casting a shadow wherever it goes. We hold the swede up and on the wall we see a reflection of its grinning visage. But we feel grand. In our pocket we have a small amount of money and as we look outside we see the night is shrouded with mist, but we can hear laughter and joy. We leave our home and walk down the path. Although the night is gloomy, we see other bin-bag-clad figures flitting from shadow to shadow. We knock on doors. There is no thought of tricks or malice. Happy Halloween is what we call but then we travel through the streets. We see others are all heading in one direction. For in the village that we live, there is a green at its centre. 
and as we walk down the winding roads, we start to smell burning. We start to smell hot dogs. And the gloomy night is lit by a giant flame. For there is a bonfire, and everyone who is anyone is gathering there tonight. It is cold, but our costume keeps us warm. There is the clank of a few pence in our pocket. And it's Halloween, so we have that fear that ghosts follow us. But none are seen. We turn the corner and there it is, the bonfire. Wood has been collected for weeks to make it. And now it will burn in a few hours. People are eating hot dogs and burgers and chatting and singing. Some even dance to the flickering flames. Everyone has gathered. There is a feeling of community and joy as we all reach for the warmth around us. Friends we have not seen for a long time are here. I have not been this happy for a long time. I have not felt this joy for what seems like since last year. And although I grow older every year, the fondness of these memories fills my heart. A storyteller is about to tell a tale. You sit down, although the grass is damp. You are comfortable here. And he begins. Rossilly Bay on the south of Wales, at the end of the Gower Peninsula. There is a place called Worm's Head, a rocky outcrop that looks like a dragon plunging into the sea. It is a place of magic. They say there is a borehole there that leads to the middle of Wales. There there is treasure kept since the time of Arthur, and there on the winding paths around Rossilly there live more ghosts than even the city of York, for this is truly a haunted place. The sea lashes against the beach. Oh, but it is beautiful. But as the sun starts to set at the, at the time between times, it becomes a place of darkness, of spirits. And in the year 1712, in a small inn near a big cliff, near Rossilly Bay, there sat a group of wreckers with murder on their mind. There were ten of them in all. Their leader was a man called William Richards, a black-hearted man. And as they sat and the fire burned, and the ale flowed freely, they discussed their next dark deed. My friends, I have it on good authority that in three nights hence, a ship called the Angel will make her way from the New World here to Swansea Port. It will cross by Worm's Head at around midnight or so, they say. We plan to wreck it. A cheer went up from the gathered evildoers. And behind the bar, a young girl called Katie looked on with dread in her heart. Katie had worked at the inn for a long time, 
and seen these evildoers gather time after time. They roped her into their nefarious schemes, although she wanted none of it. Only that morning, that very morning, she had gone to church and heard a sermon that preached against dark deeds and evil doing, that preached kindness, forgiveness. But she knew she would have little choice if they chose to have her as part of their plans. And tonight, it seemed they did. Right, my friends, this is how it will work. All of us will gather on the beach below the worm. Katie over there will wave her lantern near the old wooden shelter that overlooks the stones. The angel will see her. Know or think that she is giving them a warning, asking them to come in close to port, for that is the signal they seek. But, of course, they will flounder on the worm, like the dragon eating the ship whole, and they will sink beneath the waves. We will kill any sailors who dare to make it ashore, and that hold is laden with gold. Katie, you will go out first with a lantern, do you understand? Yes, I do. For the next few nights, every moment was filled with dread until the night that she was summoned. The night the angel would sail by the worm's head. She watched as the wreckers made their way down to the beach carrying swords and guns and arrows. And she walked the winding path to the old wooden shelter that overlooked the beach. And there she lit her lantern and sat there, waiting for a horn to sound from the beach below that would signal the arrival of the angel. She waited and waited, and far away the church bells rang. The sky started to grow dark, the moon rose. And then she saw it the lights bobbing and dancing on the waves, waving up and down, round and round. The angel was on its way. The lantern was bright, and she stood up, ready to make her parade up and down the path. But the words of the sermon echoed in her heart. Kindness, forgiveness, truth. But then the words of William Richards... Let it flounder, let the sailors die. The hold is filled with loot. But for once, the true words rang out. The true words echoed within her. And she stood up, lifted the lantern, and then threw it on the wooden shelter behind her, which instantly burst into flames. Like a bonfire, like a beacon it was atop the cliffs, shining out across the gower, far away and down below, she heard the cries of anguish coming from the wreckers, for this was a signal to the ship to stay away from the shore. Surely enough, she looked out as she jumped up and down and cried to the heavens, Save yourself! Sail away from this bay! And the angel which was approaching Rossilli at that moment, saw the flames. And the captain turned the wooden wheel, leading the ship away from the shore. 
The captain said that he looked, and there on the fire-flung cliff-top he saw the wreckers scampering up to the shelter like spiders to webs, and Katie jumping and shouting and waving her arms atop the cliff. There was not a happy ending to this, my friends. The angel sailed safely to Swansea and delivered its cargo. But a week later, Katie's body washed up in Rossilly Bay with a dagger wound in her heart. After that moment, after that day, the worm's head became a darker place. People started to fear going out on it after dark, after the time between times. For it is said that a lone figure wandered the cliff-tops with lantern in hand, dressed all in white, as beautiful as the dawn, but with vengeance in her dark heart, this laddie Wen became a shadow on the landscape. For weeks she was seen, and then it started to happen. The wreckers, each of them known by name to the people in the village, started to go missing from their homes. Their wives, their spouses, their friends said that in the night a strange wailing call would come, and each of them would leave their home, following a lantern across the cliff-top before plunging to their doom on the rocks below. One by one they went, week after week, month after month, until only William Richards remained. But she came a-calling for him on one dark October night at Kalongayev at Halloween, the darkest of all nights. On this one, the storm raged and thunder rent the sky. The lightning lit it up like it was day. And at midnight, at his old rickety home there in Rossilli, a calling, cooing cry made its way across the wind, and he woke with a start. He opened his front door, and there she was the laddie Wen waving the lantern. Although his wife tried to grab his arm, tried to stop him, it was like a madness overcame him, and William Richards walked out into the night, only to be found weeks later, his body dashed on the rocks below. Soon the place was rid of wreckers. Soon the sea was safe for ships. But even now, hundreds of years after that laddie when Katie started to walk the winding paths of Rossilly Bay, lantern in hand, calling to the ships to crash upon the rocks, or saving them as she did on that night, she is still seen at the time between times, the time it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. The time when the magic from the fairy world weeps into our world. And the time when tales are traditionally told. And that, my friends, 
is the tale of the angel and the worm, especially for you at Kalam Gayav, at this time when the magic is truly real. My name is Owen and I am a storyteller. If you wish to follow me on Patreon where bonus content is released every month, please go to patreon.com forward slash owenstaten7 or even buy me a Kofi at kofi.com forward slash owenstaten. If you are around this Monday, the 30th of October at 9pm on Twitter or X as it's now known, if you are listening to this in 2023, or at some time in the future when your chance will be gone. But anyway, I will be doing a live, hour-long ghost story session on Twitter Spaces, and I would love it if you would join me there. Thank you for your support, as always. Thank you for being here at the fire pit at the heart of the forest. And I, for one, hope you truly have a happy Halloween Good night, my friends. No star.